Welcome to another episode of Adventure AI, a D&D podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Language Lord. Today Jason and I will DM the Tower of Sacrifice for our players Tyler, Eden, and Juan. Are you scared? This episode is spooky. All right, Alex, thank you very much for that introduction. Welcome everybody to an actual play episode of Adventure AI. Thanks for being here. Uh, as always, I have my co-host, Tyler. Hello. How are you? It's me. Thank you. Hi. Glad to be here. Tell us uh, tell us who you're playing today, Tyler. I am playing I'm playing Alden, the human sorcerer who doesn't have a last name. That's it. That's what I have right now. That's it. That's it. Alden, the human sorcerer. Very good. And then we also talked about doing uh, some plugs and whatnot. So oh, yes. do, you want, do you want to plug uh, our Discord and other social yeah, and stuff real quick? Yeah, let's do a quick, quick plug here for everybody. Uh, thank you. For those of you who've stuck around and listened up until this point or for any new listeners who come, uh, we do have a few places where you can get some more information. We have D&D, D-N-D, AI.com. You'll be able to find all of our links there. I'll take you to the podcast if you wanted to share it with your friends. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I don't know if we're on Facebook yet, but uh, we'd love for a follow. We'd appreciate a share if you think we're funny, or even if you don't, share anyways. We'd appreciate <laughs> it in any case. Check out how unfunny this podcast is. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Check out how, oh, yeah, we can torture you like we mentioned in another <laughs> episode. Uh, or if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or other things you want to send us, you can also email us at dndadventureai at gmail.com. Excellent. And we check that every month. So actually, I I actually have it set up on my phone. So if you were to email me, I actually would get a notification. Oh, wow. Just Whoa, so that you know. Nice. Wow. Nice. Uh, we are accepting some applications <laughs> for additional guests if you'd like to join our <laughs> podcast. Oh. Uh, we're doing mostly local. So Utah based. If you didn't know, we're based in Salt Lake City, Utah area. Tyler's already talking about replacing Eden and Juan. Oh, no. They, no <laughs> I see this. I see this. He pulled us aside yeah. earlier. I said, hey, uh, right, did, let you know. You're not cut out you're for not, this work. It's not for you. <laughs> no, we get uh, rotating guests. We get recurring guests sometimes. Uh, so we, we want to make sure that uh, if you have anything you want to f- give us information, feedback, etc., please feel free to reach out. We appreciate it. Perfect. Tyler, thank you for being here. Eden, welcome to uh, Adventure AI for the actual play. Tell us who you're playing today. Thank you so much. I am playing Willow, a Furbolg Druid. Nice. And uh, last week, we forgot to have you plug your um, your podcast that you produce and, and do. Tell us a little bit about the podcast you do. Yeah, so I do a podcast that is very not related to this podcast. It's called Burn This Book, a banned books book club. Mm. Um, and our mission is to make banned or challenged books more accessible to all readers. So we read a book, uh, we read two books a month, and then we talk about it. We make guesses as to why it was banned or challenged, and then in general, just have discourse around uh, public censorship. Oh. So unlike us, you're doing important work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Good job it's, doing it's that. It's definitely more important than what we're yeah. doing here. So if you're out there and you're into burning books, this is your podcast. That's right. right. Yeah. I, I joked that at the end of each episode, we just chant, burn this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I guess we're kind of close because uh, Dungeons and Dragons at one point was uh, one of those books that people wanted to burn. So. Yes. That is a good point. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Right. Which why you'll have to do a whole episode on Dungeons and we Dragons. Should. Yeah. Yeah. We should. We should do a one shot. That yeah. actually would be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, 
Yep, you got yep. it. Good. I got it. Very good. Well, yeah. it happened here, you guys. You heard it. It is. It's very recording good. Everything. No, I've listened to uh, your podcast, Eden. It's fantastic. I recommend everybody go out and check it out. Speaking of checking things out, we've got Juan, the beautiful, oh, here so with nice. us today. So, so nice. All of us get to check him out. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Juan, and who you're playing. I am playing Callan, the dragonborn. He's chill, you know? You don't need to keep things... High intensity, just lower it down, chill out. Yeah, um, he's a bard and a fighter. Ooh, a yeah. fighter bard. A fighter bard. <laughs> fighter bard. Very Wait, good. how that works. Eden. Uh, yeah. Eden, yeah. but not in voice. Well, not in not voice. Character, oh. Not, not in voice. voice. Oh, oh, that's okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. For some Hi, reason. everybody. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, last we left you guys, you were uh, you were in a tavern hearing rumors about the uh, the Revenant Rock hidden in the uh, in Simon's Tower uh, out in the forest, and uh, you guys have decided to go on an adventure to uh, to reclaim this uh, or to claim the Revenant Rock. I know you guys all have different motives involved for uh for reclaiming the rock i don't know if you have shared those motives with your companions uh no alden mm-hmm. you you would be a big no on on sharing i have not shared any of my motives with anyone yet nice willow how about you have you uh expressed what you're planning to do with the revenant rock uh i've uh you know just met um these people so no no kaylin well, how about you would you have revealed uh, I, you know, my dad, he's, yeah, I would have. Kaylin's just an open book. I, I gotta talk. That's just what I'm here for. Why was it again, Kaylin, you were looking for the Revenant uh, Rock? You, you know, my, some disrespectful stuff happened. Vibes were crossed. I had to create new vibes. That's what I'm doing right now. You know, mm. just, mm. You know, just, you know. Love. I, I believe you could do that with less powerful artifacts. Well, well you know, you got to start at the top sometimes. <laughs> at the top. Oh. And then make your way down the list, you know. Okay. Right. Very good. Anything you guys wanted to do before you set out on your on your quest to the tower? Uh, can I get a six pack of healing potions? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> six pack of healing potions. Uh, no, that's not this type oh, of adventure. Oh, oh okay, okay. No, it's, no. it's not. Um, uh, I will do this. I have not looked at your character sheet. So um, before I, I say a definite no on a six pack of uh, healing potions, do you guys just want to tell me how many hit points you have? Uh, Alden has 50. Oh, 50. Nice, nice. Uh, I have 40 plus 5. 40 plus 5. Oh, uh, 42. 42. The fighter with the least amount. <laughs> what happened? How did I do that? I think I, oh, I put one of my, uh, I think I put a 16 in constitution. I may have not finished this. So let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go make sure there's some more con on this. Just make sure click a couple check boxes to make sure we're good. Hey, look, 72 points. Oh, weird. No, no, uh, no healing potions for you guys. All right, so we will set out. So what I did, so you guys know, before we started this, uh, or in between um, our last session and this one, I, Alex and I went back, I gave him all the information about the characters he created, and we added to the story to fit you guys into it a little bit, and he has some narration to kind of set up the, uh, the first little scene here. So we are going to go ahead and turn it over to Alex. You have set out on your quest to retrieve the Revenant Rock from Simon's Tower in the forest. The rain beats down heavily on your cloaks, and it's difficult to see far into the woods. 
The trees around you seem to shift and move. You hear whispers on the wind and the sound of leaves rustling. As you move forward, the trees seem to grow denser, and soon you're confronted by a line of trees that seem to have grown together, forming a wall of gnarled bark and twisted branches. The trees whisper in a low, menacing tone, their voices like the creaking of old wood. You trespass in our woods, they say, and you bring with you death and destruction. The stink of humans and the fire of the dragonborn. We know your kind, and we will not let you pass. The trees fall silent for a moment, as if considering something. Then, they speak again, this time their voices tinged with disappointment. And you, Furbald, they say, addressing Willow. Traveling with these beings of fire and death. We had hoped for better from one of our own. Oh, man. All right. Oof. Throwing Oof. it down. Dang, no. So you guys are walking through, you're getting close, and all of a sudden you see in front of you these, these trees that won't let you... Uh, get to Simon's Tower. What would you like to do? Are these friends of yours? Yeah. Are, they, are they your friends? Nature provides and our protect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me talk to them. Please, thank you. Uh, I walk up to the tree and I just kind of stroke when I say, Okay, let me let me let you in on something. I need to find this rock, and you need to help me, help me, uh, lead these stink, stink bugs with me. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> let me tell you, if we move that rock, and we destroy it, then that just means more plant food for all of you. I'm just telling you, my friends. Mm, plant food. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll a persuasion uh, roll for me? A six. A six. All right. The trees rustle and shift, their branches creaking ominously. You seek the tower, they say. But the master of the tower could be anywhere. Watching you now, perhaps. Mm. Going to the tower will only give him more power. We will not let you pass. The rain continues to pour down as the trees stand silently before you, blocking your path. All right. These trees are very persistent. They are not going to let you pass through. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling the vibe these trees are catching. What's with the hostility? What we're trying to do is get through, right? Like, you, you like burning things, yeah? Listen, I don't want to have to do it. I will not allow that either. Oh, oh no, sorry. I should have phrased. Pull something out. I meant burning this. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Just, you know, mellow things out. I apologize. Ah, nature's but, medicine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, maybe then I put the trees, you know, calm down a little, you know? Just for clarity points, it's incense. We're burning incense. All right. Uh, do you want to roll persuasion? Sure. With disadvantage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not rolling anymore. It's a, it's a natural one. Yeah. Oh, nice. So <laughs> the, the tree just glares at you oh. as you put one of its kind back into your... Uh, Pouch. Okay. Pouch. Willow, do you have any other ideas? Perhaps maybe we should just go around. Uh, how arrogant of you to think that we could just go around nature. Oh. Oh, yeah. You fool. Oh. Here, let me see if I can use my amulet, uh, Nature's Embrace. All right. Oh. So what does Nature's oh. Embrace do? Well, to the voice from the sky that is speaking to me, 
<laughs> I have <laughs> I have advantage on all wisdom checks to identify plants, animals, and natural phenomena. So I'd like to identify this species of trees talking to me. All right, very good. Eighteen. There we go. Oh. There we go. <laughs> I, I always believed in you. There you go. So this is this is not a natural occurring tree. These trees have been made alive uh, by some sort of magic. And uh, just by your conversations with the uh, um, with them, you can tell that they're no longer controlled by Simon. But you do feel like at one point Simon was in control of these uh, of these magical trees. So these are not naturally growing trees. These aren't ants walking around mm. looking for the ant wives. Uh, these are um, these are tree guardians that uh, that will not let you pass. Now, that being said, you also know that these are not um, not found in nature. So, you know. Oh, so they're not really? These aren't natural. Oh. oh. These Ooh. things are posing as nature. I step forward and I say, you false forest, move now or I will have you removed. And I create a small spark from my hand. Oh. But I don't attack them, but I want to just intimidate them. Okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, you can roll an intimidation. If you fail, mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to roll an initiative check. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oh. All right. Mm. That is a 19, 19 plus 7. You bring out their, uh, their nemesis, Spark. Oh yes, and uh, and then <laughs> fire, and now all of a sudden, uh, they are not as uh, as uh, fighty fighty as they once were. Mm. I'm glad we're on the same page with them. Mm-hmm. They retreat back into the darkness, allowing you to pass. But as you do, their whispers continue, warning you of the dangers ahead. You enter the domain of the master of the tower. They say, "Beware, for he is a creature of death and destruction." His power grows with every soul he claims. We do not know where he is now, for he hides in shadow, but we know he is not in the tower. You have been warned, they say. The master will claim your souls if you enter. As you hesitate, the trees rustle once more, and a small branch stretches out towards Willow. Take this, child of the forest, they say. A token of our respect. The branch transforms into a staff, a glowing emerald resting at its tip. For the rest of you, they continue, we hope you reconsider. Your kind has brought nothing but death to these woods. The rain grows heavier as you approach the tower, and you can't shake the feeling of being watched. The tower looms before you, shrouded in shadows, beckoning you forward, while the tree's warnings ring in your ears. Then the trees fall silent once more, allowing you to make your choice. The tower looms above, promising answers, but also danger and death. Mm. They handed you a uh, magic item there. We'll go ahead and read what this item does. Willow's Emerald Staff. Quarterstaff, rare, requires attunement. This quarterstaff is made of a sturdy yet lightweight wood that feels warm to the touch. At the tip of the staff, a glowing emerald is set in a silver socket, radiating a soft green light. The staff has the following properties. Plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon. 
When you hit a target with this staff, you deal an additional 1d6 radiant damage. Oh, nice. As an action, you can speak the command word to cause the staff to sprout leaves and transform into a small tree up to 120 feet tall and 10 feet oh, wide. Oh, dang, that's not small. So the tree lasts tree. for one hour, providing cover and obscuring vision for creatures within a 20-foot radius around it. While holding the staff, you have advantage on wisdom, nature, checks to recall information about plants and animals. Additionally, the staff has 10 charges for the following properties. As an action, you can spend one charge to cast the Speak with Plants spell. As an action, you can spend two charges to cast the Barkskin spell on yourself. As an action, you can spend three charges to cast the Entangle spell centered on a point within 60 feet of you. The staff regains 1d6 plus 4 charges each day at dawn. Alright, okay. so that is a hefty magic item. When we were creating oh. that item... Uh, I recapped it, and then, because uh, I took away the charges and stuff, and I said, okay, how's this look? And his response was, and it also has these <laughs> properties. So that's like, mm. all right, Alex, you win this time. So uh, you get this, uh, this magical uh, staff mm. just for being a furbolg. Na- nature provides. Nature provides. Nature provides. And you protect. Nature and now you provides. can with a custom magic item called Willow's Emerald Staff. You actually have a magic item named after you now. <laughs> That's oh. amazing. Oh. Congratulations. Nice, nice. Alright, so do you guys want to press on to the uh, the tower? Well, I'm just glad that these trees chose enlightenment over embers. Oh, nice. Wow. nice. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that? Yeah. Uh, it sounds as if this Simon fellow is not actually in the tower, which may be to our advantage. But somehow he watches us? It's magic. I mean, s- spying on others is very easy with magic. That's creepy. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. People shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's just how I feel about it. It's creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. Well, I guess so, but I'm not overly concerned about it. Hmm. Uh. It is what it is. Shall we press forward? Let's let's go to the tower. Let's go. As you approach the tower, your eyes are immediately drawn to its ominous presence. The tower looms high above, its stone walls cracked and weathered by time. The only entrance you can see is a large wooden door, the paint chipping away and the metal fittings rusted. But as you look around, you notice a small graveyard nearby. Seven tombstones stand in a neat row, each one adorned with intricate carvings and markings. The graves seem to have been recently tended to, with fresh flowers and candles placed on each one. Mm. Oh, that's it. We're good. That's okay. it. Oh. That's it. Sorry. I was like, the the first door says, one of us tells the truth. And the other <laughs> <laughs> Is the door unlocked? Uh, you go to the door, if that's where you'd like to go. Oh, and the door, it is locked. Oh. Yeah, let me. Uh, I start shedding a few tears for the flowers that were recently picked too. Oh no! Not for the dead, not for the dead people, not for the people in the graves who had died, but for the nope. the, the, the what a waste! The poor flowers. The poor flowers plucked their lives, and just because a human life was taken, this cruel, cruel world. It is the circle of life, is it not? Uh, circle of life is as nature intends it, not as other people uh, enforce it. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. 
this uh, this tower looms above us. Does it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were going to rap. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, my presence is tall. If you want me, I can, but yeah, that's, you know, you know, no, I, I have to, stop you. Uh, you know, it's, it's about the audience, you know? Oh, you know? yes, right time, well, right place. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get it. And, you know, they're not dying to be here, so. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so. Wait, you're talking about the people in the graveyard, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, Could, de- they're dead. They're dead. Do we recognize the symbols on the headstones? All right. Do you want to? Yeah, it's all in common. So, do you want to go check out the headstones? Yes. I'm going to try to open, uh, pick the door while they do that. Okay. Uh, We'll do tombstone, and then we'll pick the door. And when you say it's in common, do you mean common the wrapper? Yes. (laughs) Oh, hey. As you approach the graves, you can't help but feel a sense of unease. The rain continues to pour, and the sound of it pattering against the tombstones only adds to the eerie atmosphere. Each tombstone is inscribed with a name and a message of remembrance. The first tombstone reads, In loving memory of Sarah Raven, beloved wife of Simon A. Raven. The stone is adorned with a beautiful carving of a rose, and a small inscription reads, Gone too soon, forever in our hearts. The second tombstone, just beside Sarah's, reads, In memory of John Raven, cherished son of Simon A. Raven. The stone is carved with a small image of a teddy bear, and beneath it reads, Taken from us far too young. The third and fourth tombstones are side by side, with one reading, Thomas Raven, beloved husband of Martha Raven, and the other reading, Martha Raven, cherished wife of Thomas Raven. Both stones have intricate carvings of intertwined hearts, and small inscriptions reading together forever in the embrace of the gods. The fifth tombstone reads, In memory of David Raven, beloved brother of Simon A. Raven. The stone is adorned with a small carving of a book, and an inscription reading, A bright mind, extinguished too soon. The sixth tombstone reads, In memory of Emily Raven, beloved sister of Simon A. Raven. The stone is adorned with a small carving of a bird in flight, and an inscription reading forever soaring in our hearts. The seventh and final grave reads, Simon A. Raven, defiler of the dead, may the gods have mercy on his soul. What the heck? The tombstone is the largest of all, and it's clear that it was not made by loving hands. Unlike the other tombstones, there is no death date on it. The inscription is crude, and it's clear that someone wanted to send a message. As you stand before the graves, you can't help but wonder what secrets this place holds. Those are a lot of dead ravens. <laughs> what do you think happened? It's a murder of ravens. Oh. 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 <laughs> That's such a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? I mean, you pro- that's not even, you couldn't even plan for that. That was just too good. Um, yeah, I, I, I plan for it. I plan for someone you? to. Did you? No, no. Okay. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a lot. It, it is. It really is. Wait, and the one is that it doesn't have a death date, obviously. Well, cause, yeah. cause that one's not dead. Yeah, that Simon one's Simon. Raven. What was the wife's name? The wife's name? Again? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah Raven, Sarah a name Raven. renowned. A leader of it the said, family, profound. It said Simon A. Oh, nice. Sorry, what was that? Someone was rapping oh, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, shoot. No, wait, oh. wait, I missed oh. it. We missed it. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying, Sarah Raven, name renowned, leader of a family proud, her sharp whip and a heart of gold, her family story she never untold. 
Nice. Nice. Snaps. Okay. Um, uh, okay. And then there was one that it was for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was poorly made. Yeah. And it yeah. said Defiler of the Dead. What if Defiler he's, what if he's like... Dead? A lich. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What level are we again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to open this door. It's I wanna, the I lich. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, roll for a, a pick the lock. Do you have lock have, picking? I have like a sleight of hand. No, I actually okay. don't think I have <laughs> lock picking. So I'm just going to try. I'm trying to fumble my way through this. Okay. Well, then without maybe a like Maybe like I'll just brute force my way through. I put my hand oh. on you. Oh, okay. I am. Doors close tight, blocking the way. But the, but with the key right, they'll open each day. Path of real, a world of surprise. The power of doors, never despise. And then I give you a bardic inspiration. Bardic inspiration. Take that. The I'll take it. Whatever okay. it is. <laughs> what is it? It's As you try to pick the lock, you hear a deep voice from within the door say, Who seeks entrance to the Raven Tower? A large wooden eye opens on the door staring back at them. You do not look like Simon. The door continues. Simon says I am only to let him enter. Hmm. My eye is dim. Perhaps you are Simon? Perchance you can prove you are Simon with a riddle that only Simon would know? Oh. Oh. Is he, is he want me to give a riddle or does he want me to No, I just to need to load in the riddle. Oh, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me load in the riddle. All right. I accept your riddle. I'm what you hate to feel. A bitter pang that won't congeal. I am a feeling that tugs at your heart. A memory of actions you wish to restart. I'm the weight that holds you down. And the thorn that makes you frown. I am the feeling you get when it's too late. Mm. A weight on your heart that won't abate. What am I? Uh, I, I mean, do you want to take some guesses? I, I think. Guess. I you What's your guess? guess? I, I think it's like. You have a guess? Willow? Yeah. I do. Cool. It is, uh, I believe it is grief. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. I was thinking memory, but yeah, grief also works for that. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Door. What is grief? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're on the wrong game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. The answer to your riddle is grief? Ah, oh, Simon, I did not recognize you. Come on in. And the door opens up. Nice one. That's a good nice door. No, thank you. Thank you. High fives. All the way across. Willow. No, thank you. Oh. You have proven yourself to be more useful than I anticipated. Nature provided me with this brain, and I provided <laughs> the answer. <laughs> wow, nature just so much. So much provision. Yeah, nature gives some really good things. Just for clarity points, it's incense. We're burning incense. We go inside. Let's go. After you, Bardic <coughs> Warrior. You, you want me to go first? Of course. Oh, thank you. As you enter the tower, you are met with a musty smell and a cold draft. The walls are made of gray stone that seems to have seen better days. The air is thick and heavy, as if the tower itself is holding its breath, waiting for you to make a move. Looking around, you see a spiral staircase leading up and another leading down. 
The staircase leading up is shrouded in darkness, while the staircase leading down is illuminated by torchlight. What would you like to do? Climb the staircase leading up, or descend the staircase leading down? If Simon exists in the shadows, perhaps we go up? Well, yeah. That, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I was going to say, I'm afraid of the dark, so you know. So you wanted to go down? I wanted to go downstairs and it's a light, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I find that uh, we can always start with one and then I'm, come back and go the other way if we, once we get there. Okay. Two roads diverged in the woods. Here's an idea. Let's split up. <laughs> <laughs> I could go downstairs. No, 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 no. Splitting up is a bad idea. It always is. Perhaps we should uh, flip a coin and let luck decide. Okay. Yes. Heads, evens, upstairs. A six-sided coin. Tails. I see you have in your hand. <laughs> Tails, odds, downstairs. Evens it is. That's a heads in my six-sided coin. <laughs> Do you remember what that means? Yeah, that means up. Heads okay. is up, yes. <laughs> evens is up, odds is down. Do you, do you, do you have a torch? Uh, we we could probably... Can I, we grab one of these torches off the wall that goes downstairs to snag one? Yeah, you can do that. Right, so you go, you go, you grab one of the torch. You go downstairs a little bit, grab a torch, and head mm-hmm. upstairs with the yes. the light of the torch that you brought with you. Let's go up. As you ascend the staircase, the air grows colder and the sounds of the haunted forest below fade away. You find yourselves in a narrow corridor, the walls made of rough stone and illuminated only by the flickering light of your torches. The air is thick with dust and the scent of decay, making it difficult to breathe. After climbing for what seems like hours, you finally reach the top of the tower. Wow. You find yourselves in a small room with a single window overlooking the surrounding forest. The room is bare except for a long and dusty lockbox in the corner. As you step into the small room at the top of the tower, a bitter chill seeps through your bones. You can see your breath forming icy clouds in the frigid air. The temperature in the room is well below freezing, and you can feel the cold creeping into your body, making your muscles tense and your movements slow. You realize that each moment spent in this room will cause you to take cold damage. No. You will need to find a way to endure the cold or leave the room quickly before it becomes too much to bear. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm all about being chilled, but this, this is too <laughs> chill. <is> ridiculous. <laughs> this is too chill. The lockbox is the lockbox locked. Uh, it, to find out, you're gonna have to go into the room, and that will will give you a cold damage. Count as a round that you spend in the room. So you guys are right outside the room right now, and it is freezing. And it is freezing. You are cold. Uh, you might have even stepped into the room, but, but I'll say you are outside the room right now. You know if you go in there for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. uh, you will have some sort of frostbite. Um, so there will be some pain in this room. Um, you don't know if the, uh, if the box is locked or not. Mm. So I do have. Oh well, it is a locked oh, box. Yeah. So I guess you do <laughs> not lock box. That's why this was locked. Sorry. Uh, hello. Uh, I have control flames, and we have this torch with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I was actually thinking of, you know. Oh, you're a. Dr- you know? You're a dragon. Oh, you're a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Actually, 
Can you do As anything? As a sorcerer, I also have <laughs> breath that I can do. But mine's not fire. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of breath do you have, man? Lightning. Oh, that's kind of chill. Sure. Perhaps I have seen lightning strike down many a tree. Perhaps your lightning could strike down that box? Oh, yeah. I thought about that. Is it, what, what's the box made of? Uh, the box is going to be uh, metal. It's a metal lockbox. Mm, perhaps not. What's the distance to the box? The distance to the box, we will say, is 30 feet. Okay. A full round to get to. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> It'll take about six seconds to walk to that box. All right. All right. Do, you, uh, do, do we want to get the box? Do we want to get the box? Yeah. Do we think from where we are... Does it look like we could, um, like, will the box move? Will the or box move? Yeah, is it like a box that we, we can pick up? Uh, or is it like you look at, and the box looks like it is frozen to the ground. Like, there's ice oh, around yeah. the box. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can see some scratching at the ground before the box, too. Oh. oh. I'm becoming even more ominous. Mm. Um, um, do we, do we want this box? Yeah, it's a it's a one shot. We want everything. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, I shall control the flames of this of this uh, torch that you are holding, Kaylin. What do you What do you intend to do with that? Uh, I intend to. Give him fire damage while he takes yes. cold damage. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel him now. And negate. I intend to to thaw. Thawed like it, it's so you say it's frozen. Mm-hmm. If it thawed, could I move it? Uh, it is like thirty feet away. So what is the range of your control flames? Five feet. Five feet. Mm. So if you were if you went up close to it and thawed it. Then, uh, then yes, it, l- it looks like you might be able to uh, melt this. Although I'm not sure if this is uh, magical ice or not. Oh. Mm. Mm. Well. Mm-hmm. And by me saying I'm not sure, let me rephrase that as you're not sure. Mm. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course we're not sure. Um, I, 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 I could go. Uh, I, I could try. Let us detect. <laughs> Let us see if we can detect magic around here. Mm. Oh, th- yes. that'd be cool. Let me see if I have that. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin, do you want to just go in? Um, are, are you going to detect the magic? All right, here we go. Detect. I wiggle my fingers. Detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, this whole room is is magic. This is a magic ice. This is a magic winter. It's a magic cold. Um, and it seems to be concentrated just on the interior of this room. You can, you can see outside through a window. It's not snowing outside. It's not cold outside. Uh, more, no more than, I mean, it's cold outside. You're fall. Sure, it's raining. Raining. It raining yeah. It, yeah, so it's cold outside, but not this type of cold. This is this is a magic cold that's in there. So yes, I say just go for it. Uh, just go for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll just start 
walking. Okay. So you enter the room and you head towards the, the lockbox, mm-hmm. right? Uh, first thing I need you to do is make a constitution uh, save. So I will tell you right now, you need to beat a 12, which isn't very high. Okay. But each round you spend in this room, that save will go up by two. So next each, round, each round I go? Okay. In ne- next round it will be 14. Ooh, that's bad. Uh, three. Three. Okay. So you take a D6 of cold. So, oh, you take six cold damage. Oh, wow. Ooh, it is. It gets you. It gets you to the bone. Uh, that's brisk, okay, baby. Okay. That is brisk. But I, I can walk the six, the, the 30 feet to the box? Yes, you can walk to the box. And okay. And this is what happens when you walk to the box. Oh, yes. I, I wrote what happens to every character as they die. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. As you approach the lockbox, they notice a strange inscription carved into the ice on stone floor. It seems to be a riddle of some sort. If you seek to claim the treasure within, you must first prove your worth. Solve this riddle and the chest will be yours. I am always hungry. I must always be fed. The finger I touch will soon turn red. What am I? Mm. Uh, 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 There's a... A, a riddle here? I, I can't. Uh, uh, it's cold. All right. Um, so you read the riddle. Uh, you have an opportunity to try to answer the riddle. Uh, you can stay in the room uh, or you can leave the room. What would you like to do? Can I mm-hmm. just, I don't know if this is going to relate, mostly because it's a magical coldness. Yeah. Can I just for like, to see if it heats me up, just kind of like engulf myself with my flames All with right. my breath weapon. You can uh, do that. We can do a, a rule of cool and have something cool happen, but I will remind you. How many no, no, it, it will go up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, oh, no. how many times how I can... How many times can you do that? I can do it six times, but I'm, I mean, I'm only using it right now like for this, I guess, to go into the next round. Okay. Type of so scenario. if you want to use one of your breath weapons, uh, I'll allow you to do that and it will give you uh, resistance to cold damage. So your damage will be take. Uh, you'll take half the cold damage if you uh, if you create some heat with your with your magic fire in this room. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just do that just for better resistance for that. Okay. So you <laughs> and, and the uh, the heat kind of goes and then come the. It, starts to get reclaimed by the uh, the magic cold. Um, and I'll do one other thing with that as well. We'll keep the next round for you. The DC will still be at 12. Ooh, okay. yeah, that's some but awesome. Thank you. That's some cool rules. Cool rules. Look how cool that was, you guys. Uh, Couldn't happen in a better room. Uh, Willow plays with her amulet and says to herself, oh, I, I, uh, I actually gain resistance to cold with this. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I was aware of that. Resistance, that's half damage. Do you want to join me then? <laughs> All right. What does it say? It, it, oh. What does it say? It, it says, um, if you seek the to claim the treasure within, you must first prove your worth. Solve this riddle, and the chest will be yours. I'm always hungry. I'm always to be fed. If you're going to type this, who's red? What am I? What? <laughs> slow slow <laughs> down. All right. 
Let's roll next round. <laughs> <laughs> Um, constitution, right? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, you pass. Ooh. All right, good job. That fire helped you out. Okay, do you want to read the poem to everyone again? Yeah. Uh, I'll just... Slower this time! Okay. okay. Slower. Slower. If you seek to claim the treasure within, you first must prove your worth, solve the riddle, and the chest will be yours. I'm always hungry. I'm always to be fed. The finger I touch will soon turn red. What am I? That's too chill to be fire. <laughs> Can't you just breathe fire? <laughs> fire. Okay. You say fire? Yeah. With a little, you know, yes. fire. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say it and breathe a little bit out. Yeah. Having solved the riddle, the chest magically unlocks. As you lift the lid, your eyes widen in awe as you catch sight of the object within. Lying before you is a gleaming silver longsword with a blade that glows with a fierce orange light. The handle is wrapped in black leather, with a hilt in the shape of a dragon's head. You can feel a powerful energy emanating from the weapon, and you can tell that this is no ordinary sword. As you lift it out of the chest, the flames along the blade grow brighter and hotter, filling the room with a warm glow that seems to push back against the cold melting the ice and returning the room to normal. Here are the stats for the sword. Flame Tongue Sword. Weapon Type, Long Sword. Damage, 1d8 slashing plus 1d6 fire damage. Properties. Versatile, 1d10. Flame Tongue, once per short rest, the wielder can use a bonus action to activate the sword's flame tongue feature, causing the blade to burst into flames for one minute. During this time, the sword deals an additional 2d6 fire damage on each hit, and creatures hit by the sword must make a dexterity saving throw, DC 14, or take an additional 1d6 fire damage at the start of their next turn. Plus 1 to attack and damage rolls. Must be attuned. I can't wait to get my magic item, because I feel like these are just so catered to <laughs> <laughs> This one's named after you. Uh, this one has a dragon head on it, Kaylin. Who, who would have known? What do I get? I'm ready for it. This will be fun. I will tell you this, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. You bypassed your magic oh, item. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue sword. Uh, this is this is chill. This is chill. This, I like this. Uh, I, and I just walk back. <laughs> Especially since everything is way more warmer. Kaylin, funny story. What, what what's up? Turns out I have resistance to cold. Oh, oh that, that's chill. I mean, you know, every. One needs to do their own questing, you know? That's fine. That's, I guess it was my trial. I don't know. We're good. Yeah, I guess that would have been really odd to have her walk in there and then now have two magical items. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, I don't know. I've got this sword. i got this staff. I'm I don't even use swords. I don't even use swords, but I'm keeping it. All right. Going out to the graveyard. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got... Guys, I just have this feeling we need to go to. <laughs> 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 
All right, we go back downstairs uh, to the main floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I was looking around the room saying, is everyone cool with that? Because that was our plan initially. All right. I mean, so unless we want, actually want to maybe look around up, up there, look out the window. Is there anything that we see? Yeah, you look out the window, you can see the rain. You oh. can see the forest kind of just moving around, oh. swaying kind of unnaturally. Uh, that wall of trees was a lot bigger than just blocking that, that oh. road. There's, it was like a perimeter around mm-hmm. this whole area. So there's this, this thick magic forest uh, that's out there um, below you. Um, with the window open, you can kind of hear like whispers on the wind, but all of the, the whispers, like it's coming from the, the trees. Although it appears as if uh, we would not have been able to go around. So. I was right. You were wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shut the window. Oh, and as you look down at the window, you see a magic item sitting on no, no. the grave. Wait, what's <laughs> Guys, what's that glimmer? <laughs> is that a plus? Is that a plus two? <laughs> <laughs> Must be attuned by sorcerers. Must be attuned by, sor- <laughs> must be attuned by sorcerers. Mm, how convenient. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. All right, I close the window. Okay, uh, you guys make your way down. Let's go downstairs. Go down to the main level. You're going down, down, all the way? All the way down. All the way down. All right. You follow the torch-like staircase spiraling deep into the ground below the tower. The walls are made of rough-hewn stone and are slick with moisture. The air is damp and smells of earth and decay. As you make your way deeper under the tower, the hallway widens into a large chamber. The ceiling is high and lost in shadows, and the room is filled with three large portraits, each covered by a removable sheet. In addition to the portraits, there are several shelves of books lining the walls, and an altar made of stone stands in the center of the room. Hmm. The altar appears to have been used for sacrifices as there are dried bloodstains on its surface. I have a feeling my my gift is in the altar. <laughs> oh, no, that's Shall not. we sacrifice you? Oh. Hey, no, it not on the altar. <laughs> that's chill. In. Okay, I'll, that's where I'm going to want to check out. I don't know what do you what do you guys want to do? Maybe we should check out these books. Mm. All right. Willow. Let's proceed. Okay. To all of it. You're just going <laughs> to like, I'm just going to go and look at everything <laughs> and look at the books. You said, how many portraits did they say there were? Uh, I'm sorry. There's three paintings. Paintings. I there's uh, there's some books. Uh, so, Kaylin, you wanted to check out the books. Tyler, you wanted to check out the, the altar. Pl- the, the graveyard-like altar that ha- may or may not have a magical item with my <laughs> name on it. <laughs> I'll check out the portraits while okay. others... And walking by the staircase, I run my fingers across the spines of the books. So many trees damaged. <laughs> so many trees killed. Let's do this. Now, these um, books are made from human skin, oh. so they're not. not <laughs> no, um, no trees were here. Just so that we can kind of break this out a little bit, uh, why don't we roll, not initiative for combat, but let's just roll initiative and we'll see who uh, checks out what first. The altar, the books, or the paintings. Two. You said two? Mm-hmm. Um, six. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, we're going to start with a journal. As you flip through Simon's journal, the pages are filled with scribbles, diagrams, and incoherent ramblings. 
However, as you turn a page, you come across a passage that is legible and detailed. It reads, As I sit here in my tower, I can't help but feel regret for the fire that took the lives of my family. It was my magic that caused it all. I have banished my fire into the sword. I was a foolish young man, desperate to prove myself, and now I am left with nothing but ashes and guilt. Uh, any thoughts on what you read, though? I don't know. I want to use this sword anymore. Are you worried about it? <laughs> yeah. It's not as chill as I thought. Is it cursed? I don't know. Actually, it's true. We have no idea. That's a good point. <laughs> you try to put it down. You can't unattune you it. <laughs> uh, we're going to switch over to uh, Alden. I find my magic item. As you search the altar, you notice a small, dark rock sitting atop it. The stone is rough to the touch, with jagged edges that seem to glow faintly in the dim light of the chamber. As you approach it, you feel a strange pull towards the rock, and you are immediately compelled to pick it up. As you do, a wave of energy washes over you, and you feel a sense of power coursing through your body. You instantly know that this is a powerful magic item, capable of bringing back the dead. I found it. All right. So you have grabbed a powerful magical item. Now, unlike the other items, this item was not designed specifically for you. Oh, you dang really, it. You really did miss your <laughs> item. <laughs> really did Metagaming. Uh, but, um, but as we do that, we're going to switch over to the first painting. Alden's Stone of Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> the Alden's Resurrection Stone. As you slowly remove the sheet from the first painting, a chill runs down your spine. The painting depicts the Raven family, but there is something off about it. The faces of Thomas and Martha Raven are twisted in a grotesque expression of agony, while their three children look pale and ghostly. The painting is dark, with ash and embers swirling around the figures. Simon, the eldest son, is smudged out as if erased from the painting. His absence only adds to the eerie atmosphere of the room. Do you dare look at the next painting? I do. All right. Before you do, I just want to point out that uh, uh, Alex named all these people, and uh, <laughs> and he went with Thomas and Martha. Yeah, I, I didn't want to make any comments about that, but I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, very good. Any thoughts on that painting before we go to the next stuff, guys? Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Super spooky. Okay, let's Super go back to the journal. Spooky. Shall we go back to the journals? Probably a lich. Bruce the lich. Okay, let's go to journal entry number two. Ooh. You turn a few more pages, past more gibberish and strange symbols, until you find another legible passage. I thought I could bring my family back, just as I have done with so many others. But my magic failed me, and instead, I brought death upon my own wife and child. They lay there, lifeless, in my arms, and I am left with this unbearable weight of guilt and failure. The journal has a few more pages. Do you read on? Yes. Okay, we'll get to that, but what are your thoughts on... Uh... Oh, duh. Um... Yeah, I know what it is like to disappoint family. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a heavy feeling. It's a heavy feeling. The biggest disappointment, killing them. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest disappointment ever. <laughs> oh. I've always loved you, but I'm just so 
disappointed. Switching back to uh, Alden. As you examine the stone more closely, you see that it is inscribed with strange symbols and markings, and you realize that it must be the revenant rock you have been <sighs> seeking. Yes. You also sense a dark presence emanating from the rock, and you can't shake the feeling that something is not quite right. Nevertheless, you can't help but feel a sense of excitement and curiosity at the thought of what this rock can do. All right. It is actually, uh, the rock does not say... Revenant rock on it. It says Alden's Revenant rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew I had it's a special mine now. Precious. Precious. Um, I, I don't think I have anything to say about that. Okay, no, uh, no nothing to say. You move down to the the. I guess well, I guess I want to look at the. Is there anything else around the altar that I see? Is there anything important? Anything underneath it? Maybe there's a cloth, a sacrificial knife. Mm. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll investigation. Okay. Maybe something that was once in the graveyard, but is now <laughs> teleported to next to me. Uh, no, just kidding. Investigation. It, uh, 20, but not natural. Uh, you look around. You see uh, you ex- there's no cloth. There's no dagger. There's, no, there's not like a, a weapon that was used to create uh, this blood. Um, you you kind of touch the blood and feel the blood, mm-hmm. and uh, it's dry and flaky and old and, and brown. Mm. But as your uh, your hand with the revenant rock gets closer to this dried blood, it starts to like pool up and Ooh. freshen oh. and uh, and uh, become tacky to the to the touch. I'm gonna do that across the entire okay. Altar. So you're you're doing the like I'm just like holding the rock o- above it just above like it. Okay, yeah, you're just doing it, and and the the blood is kind of like pooling up a little bit. And, yeah, and yeah. getting uh, yeah, that's gross. I that mean, is kind of gross. Uh, Great yeah. idea. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you decided to do that. Yeah. Oh. All right. Wait. <laughs> I thought it was. Wait. I mean, I guess it's gross. But I know, it's just, usually a DM doesn't start with the phrase, I'm glad you decided to do that. And then it ends with something positive. All right. Moving on to painting number two. As you uncover the second painting, a wave of revulsion washes over you. Ugh. The painting shows Simon with his wife, Sarah, and son, John. Kissing. But their faces are twisted in pain and agony, their skin pale and sickly. Sarah and John are barely alive, with their eyes sunken in and their skin stretched tightly over their bones. Simon's face is smudged out, as if a dark magic has deliberately erased him from the painting. What horror awaits under the final painting? Do you have the courage to continue? I do. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, I make the observation, this feels very similar to the gravestones we saw outside, where... Simon is just mysteriously out of pattern. It's as if the corpses are stuck in these portraits. What if he's watching us this whole time? I was mistaken. Wait, there was something watching, wasn't there? There was something watching, wasn't there? <gasps> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving back to, to, again. <laughs> to... Moving back to Kaylin, you're flipping through the book again. You flip through more pages of strange drawings and symbols until you come across another legible passage. I have found the key to raising the dead to the Revenant Rock. It has been said to have the power to bring back even the most decayed of corpses. 
but it requires a sacrifice, a living body to give up its life force. I will stop at nothing to bring my family back, to make things right again. But how do I get someone to willingly come to the tower? The passages leave you with an eerie feeling, and you can't help but wonder what kind of person Simon Raven truly was, and how you ended up in this chamber. Guys. Has Simon been leading you here <laughs> this whole time? I think it does. <laughs> this is not... I can't, I'll drop the book. This is not chill. This is not chill. This is not chill. <laughs> All right, back to the Revenant Rock. Do I know how to work it? Do you know how to work it? Work it. Get to work it. You realize that you have attuned to the Revenant Rock, and with a sense of grim satisfaction, you know that you can now bring back any of the dead. I can do that. All you need to do is choose who you wish to resurrect, and the Revenant Rock will do the rest. But as you hold the rock in your hand, you can't shake the feeling that something is not quite right. You feel as though you have made a deal with an unknown force, and that there may be a price to pay for using this dark magic. Well, for my purpose. The reason why I got the rock in the first place. Can I act, Can I try? Can I use it? Yeah. What would you like to do? I'd like to use a rock to resurrect my family. Okay. So, you... Um, you have to pick a person to resurrect. Who would you like to resurrect? Do we notice he's doing this? No, you're looking at a book and a painting. Okay. Okay. I want to resurrect my wife. All right. Just, just so <laughs> I can know. Yes. Where am I in, re- <laughs> <laughs> in relationships in this circle? Where am I standing? Where am I? All right. How extent? How is this altar? <laughs> okay. How, how close how, are you to the altar? Yes, how close is this altar? Everybody, you, you guys, the room is... Is, is a, the altar? Is, <laughs> is a, uh, you know, it's about a big circle, about probably 60 feet in diameter. Uh-huh. Um, there's paintings on the wall. I, I think of the, the paintings almost like we're in the elevator at the uh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at the last painting and see what happens as... Uh, as Alden uh, starts to use his uh, revenant rock. As you remove the final sheet, you are met with a painting of a slender man. The painting is in black and white and exudes a sense of malice as if the man in the painting is watching you with unseen eyes. His face is completely covered by the shadows, but the inscription below the painting reads Simon Alden Raven. As you stand there, taking in the paintings and the atmosphere of the room, you suddenly yep. hear whispers in the air. <laughs> yep. The voices of Simon's family, bitter and angry, fill the room with their haunting words. Why did you do this, Simon? We trusted you. You promised us life, but all you gave us was pain. The whispers seem to be coming from all around you. As the doors to the chamber slam shut and lock, you realize that the ghosts of Simon's family are present in the room with you. All right, let's go ahead and roll initiative, you guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. Twelve. Six. Five. 
12, 6, and 5. All right. Uh, that is unfortunate for a couple reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're going to go over those reasons because uh, Alden and uh, Alden's wife, um, Sarah, have a surprise round. What? Willow's <laughs> shaking her head at me. We should never have trusted humans. <laughs> you're not a human. I am a human. Oh, you are a human? Yes. Yep. Pharrell, yes. though. Humans. <laughs> Boo. 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 Wow. This is so what... weird that he has the same middle name as me. That's and I so inspired strange. you. So sad. <laughs> Isn't this great? We invite you to play D&D with us. <laughs> and then you walk right in into back. our trap. <laughs> it's two against one. <laughs> Well, I'm All glad right. he doesn't have that magical item. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For real. That's true. I don't have that magical item. All right. Uh, uh, Willow. Uh, Sarah. I still don't uh, know why you guys are thinking. He just, we just, it's a <laughs> happenstance. Same <laughs> little name. Yeah. Sarah is going to step into your body. I need you to oh. make a, uh, a constitution save. DC 15. Natural 20. Oh, All right. Wow. So as uh, as she tries to step into your body, you're able to push her out through your constitution. Just your sheer will. Sheer, sheer. <laughs> Not today. Oh, no, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. That's wrong. <laughs> that's that's, that's a wisdom. Save. No. Your sheer. Constitution. No, your, uh, your fortitude strong, of body. giant uh, <laughs> body is able to uh, withstand that. Uh, that was your surprise round with Sarah. Now we'll go to the top of initiative. Uh, and you had a 12, 12. I believe. Yes. And let's see what the ghosts had, though. Oh, the ghosts go before you okay. with a 16. So we're going to have Thomas and Martha Wayne, I mean Raven, <laughs> are, going to, <laughs> are going to attack our dragonborn. <laughs> so funny. All right, uh, seven is going to miss, and a 13. Does that hit your armor class? Um, no, it does not. All right, uh, and now we're going to have David and Emily attack our dragonborn. Uh, 17? That does hit. And another 17. Yep, those All hit. right, both the, the kids. Mom and Dad were, uh, were distracting you while these, uh, these kiddos came in. All right, uh, and... You're going to take a total of eight force damage okay. from uh, from both of those kids. So it was a six and a two, so eight total okay. uh, on that. So they they come in and and they've got these ghostly hands, all right. But when they make contact with you, it's it's like they make contact inside you, okay. right? So so it's going through your armor and Cuts then you feel it like inside your body. As as it kind of materializes inside your flesh for a, just a brief moment and wreaks havoc in there. All right, uh, while the while the birth family is uh, taking care of the dragonborn, uh, Emily is going to try to uh, step into your body again, oh. uh, Willow. So go ahead and give me a Constitution save. 18. 18. You save, and thank goodness you do. All right, and uh, now uh, the son, uh, John, is going to attack you, Willow. Uh, Does a 13 hit? It does. It does hit. 
wow, we should have put some armor on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you equip your armor? Your oh, yeah, did you stuff equip your armor? And all of that? Just double check that real quick. I did not. All right, let's equip your armor. Donning armor takes uh, 10 <laughs> rounds. <laughs> yep, still hits. <laughs> still hits. Okay. 13 still hits. All right, and you will take... Uh, seven uh, force damage. So same thing. You can kind of feel inside you uh, that going on. Uh, next up is uh, Simon. What would you like to do? I mean, uh, Alden. Alden. Oh. <laughs> yes. I'm going to cast Hold Person on... Uh, is Hold Person a concentration spell? Because uh, you have um, discovered... Oh, it is. ...that... Uh, that uh, the summoning of resurrection has taken your concentration. So you're not allowed to use concentration um, spells as your wife is trying to go into Willow's body. You may continue that and uh, try to resurrect somebody else if you'd like. You can have two of those going on at once, but you can't cast another concentration spell. Or you can cast a different spell. Um, just, I know we can, you and I talked about some things before this, but not everything. Right. If I use spells that will damage the ghosts or the bodies or whatever, is it going to be problematic for me to resurrect them or not? If you damage the new hosts, will that be problematic? No. Yeah. Or the new hosts or them. Like if I fireballed, hypothetically, (laughs) (laughs) if I fireballed at some location and it like consumed and fire everything that was there, would that be problematic that I'm burning Um, like this? I'm going to have you roll a Arcana check. Okay. 18 plus 5. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you know that your fireball will damage the ghost. And if you damage them to a point, they will be banished from this room, right? You also know that that like gets if, rid of like half my whole spell sheets. You know that <laughs> if um, that if you uh, take either of these people to uh, either of your companions, mm-hmm. your compadres, mm-hmm. your best friends, mm-hmm. if you take either of them, uh, Willow or Kalen, down to zero hit points, they can be down to zero. They can be knocked out. But if they fail fail their death saving throws, mm-hmm. uh, then they will be. Um, in trouble. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. They won't be in trouble. Well, they will be in trouble. They'll be dead. They'll be but, <laughs> they, but, their, but their bodies will no longer be viable. Oh. For for resurrection. Okay. Uh, that changes. But taking, <laughs> taking them down to zero isn't a horrible thing to do. No, no, I understand that. I'm yeah. just trying to see what maybe taking what them be below the zero. Here. All right. I'm going to cast Tidal Wave. Okay. On Kaelin. On Kaelin. What does Tidal Wave do? Uh, conjure up a wave of water that crashes down in an area within range. The area can be 30 feet long, 10 feet wide. Dexterity saving throw, failed save. You take uh, 48 bludgeoning. If I fail the DC, yeah. And uh, knocked prone. Success is half. And you stay on your feet. It's uh, what type of save? Dexterity? Dex. Um, 11. DC is 15. So you fail. Okay. You take full damage and you fall down. 13. 13. Um, bad news for you, Simon. You also waterlogged your own library because he was standing by your books. It's probably not too worried about that. Yeah, probably no not right library now. is worth <laughs> more than the life of my family. 
All right. The books were damaged anyways already. Um, who was up next? I believe that was... As Kaylin. Kaylin? Was it? Okay. Yeah, I think it was Kaylin was next. Um, I will then... Not chill, man. Not chill. Not chill. Not chill. Uh, <laughs> not chill. Uh, uh, I will uh, stand up for half my movement. Okay. Um, how far away is Willow from me? Uh, Willow is going to be like 15 feet away from you. I am going to close the distance, and I am going to kind of parry with Willow with my shield and sort of let light now my flame, flame sword so- tongue sword. And I, who is closest to me with that? And that, like, one of the kids that attacked, correct? Yes. Okay. I will. I'm going to. And you activated your flame tongue sword, right? I, I pulled it out. I didn't activate okay. it yet. Are you going to use the flame tongue feature? Um, it lasts for one minute per short rest. While you're reading that, I'm still concentrating on this device, right? So. The revenant rod, mm-hmm. the concentration. Mm-hmm. Okay, got yep, it. You're still concentrating on that. I'm not going to use it yet, but I, so I'm going to go. I, I'm going to attack with the longsword, the ghost that is uh, the the kid that was attacking uh, Willow. Yes, Willow. Okay, that's John. That's little John. Little John. Simon's son. Simon's dead son. Or John. Um, that is 15. 15 will hit. No. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Johnny boy. Seven slashing damage. All right. And did you do the extra fire damage, the D6? Um, I did not. So it's 1D8 plus, plus 1D6. the 1D6. Okay. That's just sick. One fire damage. So eight total? Yeah, eight total. Okay. On little John. Yeah, so um, he has, unlike David and Emily, um, he up to this point did not have any burn marks on him. But now that you flame oh, time no. him <laughs> with the same flame that killed his aunt and uncle, <laughs> uh, you have just added that to no. the ghostly shade of, of poor little John. I believe John is like uh, six or seven years old. Wow. Oh. How do you feel about yourself? Not chill, man. Not chill. <laughs> not chill. <laughs> and for my bonus action, I am going to second wind. That is five. Okay. To heal. Okay. You recover five hit points. Yep. Very good. All right, Willow, what would you like to do? All right. How far is Simon from me? Simon says he is at the <laughs> altar, and the altar is going to be like 30 feet or less Ooh. from you. Yeah, it's in the center of the room. So, no, if you're at the very edge of the room, uh, you'd be 30 feet away from the altar. So, within All right. 30. I'm going to cast Thorn Whip. All right. Pew pew! <laughs> I like how your Thorn Whip sounds like a laser. <laughs> 13. No, my AC is higher than that. What, what is your AC? 15. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> All right. Uh, any bonus actions or anything? Yeah, I'm going to use... Um, I'll just hit... Well, you just sent out a fire, right? Uh, no. No, no, with your sword. Oh, with the sword, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I control flames that? Uh, yeah. Ooh, oh, sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Okay, awesome. I'm going to do that. That is... Is that a non-magical flame? No, that is it's a magical, a magical flame. flame. I believe. Never so. mind. Yeah, it's yeah. I believe it's magic created. 
But mm. the fire that's burning him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it started with magic, but he is now burning with natural flame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm going to step closer to Simon then. Okay. Okay, you move closer to Simon. Uh, it is the ghost's turn. So the uh, Sarah is going to try to enter your body again, Willow. So go ahead and roll constitution save. 11. 11. That is a fail. Ooh. You are going to take 1d4 constitution damage. Your constitution has dropped by 2. What is your total constitution? 14. 14. So now your constitution is 12. All right. So mark that on your character sheet. It should automatically... Uh, adjust all your hit points as well. And once you get to zero, you are dead, dead. Nope. Uh, Sarah's resurrected. (laughs) 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 So, all right. Uh, Very good. Next up will be uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. I mean, Raven. And they're going to attack Kalen this time. (laughs) Uh, That's going to miss. That's going to miss. And then the... uh, the three uh, kids will attack Kalen as well. Uh, 15. Um, that misses. That's a miss. And that's a miss. Okay, all misses. All right, uh, next up is Simon, the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm going to use the item to resurrect my son. All right. Also. So, John, uh, as you do that... John looks at Kalen and now with, with purpose on his next turn will uh, try to enter the body of Kalen. Gotcha. All right. Next up is Kalen. Okay, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, how far away is uh, our um, Alden over there? Over there. Uh, Simon. Simon, Simon says. is about. Uh, your guys are probably like fifteen feet away from Simon. Okay, I'm gonna go and close the gap. Okay, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ignite the sword. All right, you ignite the sword and it bursts into flame. Okay, I'm gonna do my slashing flourish. Okay, a seventeen. That hits. Six slashing and then one fire damage as well again. And that's to Simon. Mm-hmm. Got it. Does he have to do a con save or something? Uh, yeah, so he needs to do... Oh, I do a con save too? Yeah. Yep. No, yeah, I have to roll another. So five but more fire damage because I forgot the extra one. But yeah, you roll... You have to take a DC or if not, and then you're on fire if you fail it. DC of 14. Are you on fire? Did you roll higher than 14? I rolled a 12. You're on fire. Got it. Technically, I actually rolled an 18, but then I was actually really concerned that I was... <laughs> that was like my third 18 this game. So I was like, oh, that seems. <laughs> well, you can't roll. Is I roll again? Should've. I was like, that can't be right. No. And then I was just like, are these dice good? They're new. Uh, so I got a six. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, so on the beginning of your next turn, you'll take another D6 Time of fire. damage. Got yep. it, got it. So you are flaming on fire. So then I am going to do ac- I'm going to action, sh- action surge. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to attack again. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, 16. That hits. His armor class is 15. Correct. Six fire damage. I forget that he's attacking me because I'm usually not part of part party. Fight. <laughs> 11, <laughs> what 11 slashing damage as well. Oh, you said, what was the first one? Six fire damage. Six and then 11? And then 11 slashing damage. Oh, goodness. Okay. Next up is Willow. Excellent. I'm going to try 
I'm going to take wild shape. Oh, nice. I'm going to turn into a swarm of rats. A swarm <laughs> of rats? Oh, nice. But actually, Vile. B- before I do that, I might actually try to just hit. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. Can you turn into a swarm? I think. I I thought it was just one creature. I mean, is it, it just would, one creature? It would be assuming yeah. it's one creature. Um, yeah, the yeah. shape That's of your... a beast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm. I think it would just be a rat. That would have been cool, though. So cool, I'll allow it. Split. There you okay, go. Well. There you go. <laughs> DM says yes. Do it. If that's the case, I'm going to change my animal. No, no, no. You can do a swarm of rats. I will allow it. I will allow it. I see, I see. Uh, which body are you going to choose, Sarah? <laughs> oh, <laughs> tricky. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to try my uh, apologies in advance, Kaylin, a thunderclap. So a thunderclap, do we make a... Uh, make a, a constitution save. Okay, so everyone make constitution saves. What are we, what's our DC? Just straight con. Oh, oh straight con. Yeah, 14. Need to be. 16 is my roll. We'll shoot. Sorry, Kaylin. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Does uh, that affect ghosts? It does affect ghosts. Excellent. Good job. So all of the ghosts... Have been thunder waved and pushed back. So what happens on thunder, a fail thunderclap, or right? thunderclap? Thunderclap. Uh, what happens on a fail versus a save? So on a fail, you take two d six thunder damage. Okay. Which um, I just rolled a six. Okay. So two of them passed. So zero damage. Zero damage on two of them. Mm. Emily and John. No! Passed, passed the test. Oh, wait. I mean, yes! Everyone else <laughs> everyone else failed. Thomas, Martha, Sarah, and David all failed their saves. All right. And then you turn into a swarm of rats. And then I and turn, then into, then a turn into a swarm. Okay. Very good. Oh, um. All right. Next up is the... Um, Do I still have Bardicans? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man. Not chill. No, no Bardicans. This is not Revoked. it. Revoked. This is All not right. it. Um, so, uh, John is going to try to enter into Kaylin's body. So, does this is this kind of considered an attack, kind of? Or? This is a constitution save. So, it's just a save, but not an attack type thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have something specific for an attack? I do have something specific for an attack. Yeah, this would be like a spell yeah, save. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Okay, that is 19. 19, so mm-hmm. you pass. You don't take any constitution damage, and he does not enter into your soul. All right, uh, next up, Thomas is going to uh, attack the swarm of rats. Let's see. Take the Mr. Wayne. Uh, I mean, Mr. Raven. And that will hit, and so will Martha. Can I? That will also hit. Uh, and then we're going to do... Uh, Can I, with, with the swarm of rats that were... Who was trying to attack the swarm of rats? You um, Thomas and all of them are going to attack the swarm Thomas, of rats. Did Thomas hit? Yes. Okay. Can I Can I um, use my fighting style protection and impose disadvantage on him? Okay, He's yeah. trying to attack for that. Okay, yeah. so re-roll for Thomas. Yeah, just for that one. And that one does miss. Okay. All right. Uh, and then the three little... No, two of the kids, because John was trying... To enter that one hits the other little kid hits and then so that's four hits and then uh emily uh cannot enter the swarm of, not emily sarah cannot enter the swarm of rats so sarah will attack as well and miss so that's four hits that they got on you swarm of rats has 24 hit points mm-hmm. so let's see what they're able to do on this 27, uh, you are back to a Furbolg. 
Awesome. And do I have zero hit points then? Or no, no. you have, no. have you have Just where you were before. before. Yep. The rats have been uh, deswarmed. All right. It is uh, your turn. It is mine. Simon. Simon, what would you like to do? I say to both of you, you may think I'm a monster for what I'm about to do, but I assure you it's for a greater purpose. The return of my family will bring about a new era of peace and prosperity for all. Your sacrifice is but a small and necessary step towards my goal. And I cast Thunderstep. Thunderstep. What does Thunderstep do? I teleport myself to an unoccupied space that I can see within range. So I'm going to go to the other side of the room behind the other ghosts. Uh, Immediately after I disappear, a thunderous boom sounds. Each creature within 10 feet of me must make a constitution saving throw. 3d10. Okay. Failed save, half damage. I failed. Yeah, seven. So let me know how much. 10. I did 10 damage on 3d10. How are you two looking? Not so hot, but it's all right. And yeah, and then I teleport. So yeah. Okay, uh, Kalen, you are up. What would you like to do? Okay, I'm. I mean, he didn't go that far. No, he didn't go that far. He's still in the room. I'm. I'm just gonna go after him. Okay. You can get to him on your turn. That's Sixteen. Sorry, nine slashing, and then two fire. Right. Five fire. So yeah. nine slashes and fourteen five, five. total. Yeah. That's on you, Simon. Yeah, that's it. And then I will. <laughs> so, Kalen runs up to you, slashes his sword, I does, like, does I 14. That he's attacking me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 14. <laughs> so, dude, dude this, is, this is not chill. Like, I get it. Family's important. I understand the vibe about the family stuff. But come on, man. Really? Like, come on, man. I still, I still have my album to drop. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Look at these sick chimes. <laughs> like, are you really gonna? Oh, the chimes came out the, finally. The chimes. We were waiting this whole time. I did not. I completely forgot this <laughs> moment and talking about the. I album. Forgot I'm a bard. <laughs> I forgot about that for a second. Um, but yeah, and and then kind of like with the side, kind of with my free hand, I'm just gonna stick out a rapier with my two weapon hitting, fighting, and slam it on them. Oh, nice! For my bonus action. Got it. Yep. For the record. I am not looking good at yeah. all. <laughs> 22? 22 to hit? To hit yep. yep. 12 piercing damage. Rapier goes in. How are you looking? I am down. You're down? Officially, yes. You are officially down. Oh, nice. Not chill. Right. Not chill. <laughs> and as I fall to the ground, I say, don't fight me, mortals. My family was taken from me unjustly, and I will not rest until they are restored to me. Your deaths are but a small price to pay. <laughs> All right. Very good, you guys. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> uh, wi- Willow? That's the worst thing I could hear right before I die. She's <laughs> oh. disappointed. Can nature protect his head and slash it off? Do something? <laughs> 100%. Is he holding the, the revenant stone? He is. I'm going to smash that, too. Oh, nice. Oh, so I'm going to swing my great club. At my hand. At his hand. Yo, <laughs> your hand's about to be smashed. It's an auto failure, right? When I take, if I take damage, I'm down. I got 19. Mm. Uh, so you take bludgeoning damage for five. You yeah. continue to take damage. 
Uh, yeah, so that is death saves that he fails mm. when he does that. So you uh, you go ahead and you attack him as well as he's falling down, and this is what happens. As you strike down Simon Alden Raven in the chamber of death, the room grows still. The ghosts of Simon's family fade away, their spirits finally able to rest in peace. The revenant rock cracks and crumbles, its dark magic dissipating. Simon Alden Raven lies on the ground, defeated and powerless. His form begins to twist and contort, writhing in agony. No, no, this cannot be, he cries out. I was supposed to bring them back. I was supposed to bring them back. His words echo through the chamber, becoming more and more frantic. As the players make their way out of the wreckage of the tower and back to the village, they can hear Simon's tortured screams following them. They know that he will be tormented forever, his soul forever trapped in the cursed tower he created. But they can take solace in the fact that Simon's family can finally rest in peace, their spirits no longer bound to the realm of the living. The End Alright you guys, we thank did. you for playing The Sim Tower we of We survived! We did. Good job. Well, two of us survived. <laughs> two of us, <laughs> yes. We survived. Dang. Awesome. Great job. Well, thanks so much for playing. Appreciate you guys being here today. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. And uh, our next episode, we'll do a recap and talk about uh, what we thought about the campaign, how Alex did, uh, things we we uh, maybe missed in our adventures. But uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for playing. And thanks to all of our listeners for uh, for joining us on this episode. Can I give uh, Simon a you know, one for the homies real quick. Yeah. Just like, why don't you lead us out with a, uh, just quick a little rap for Simon, Simon lament, a sad refrain, a hero's journey filled with pain with every step. He tried his best, but fate had other plans. Put him to the test. Betrayal, ghosts, talking trees, riddles, and magic items. This episode had it all. Thanks for joining us for adventure. AI's tower of sacrifice. We will see you next week as Jason, Tyler, Eden, and Juan get critical about my efforts.